Big ol' business, bitch, I mix the hand with the simply. Two per seven, two per seven, you know what the deal is. We are back with another episode. It's been a couple days. Uh, last week was our first week on the podcast. Then we had a little weekend break, and now we're back into it. Episode number seven. So what do you guys want to talk about? Let me hear your uh, thoughts and opinions. All right. Never mind. Um, I'm at the laundromat right now. My clothes are in the washer. So at some point, like 20 minutes from now, 25 minutes, I'm going to have to go and put them in the dryer. And then I'll be back, you know, trying to kill two stones with one bird, trying to uh, do the laundry and do the podcast at the same time. That's what that is peak productivity, doing your laundry and doing some other uh, uh, activity or other other productive. Bro, I cannot speak right now. I just had like five steak tacos. I'm feeling a little lethargic. But yeah, I uh, recently reconnected with a old friend, a a friend that I pretty much grew up with from like seventh grade until a couple years after high school and we fell out uh just because you know our lives went different paths and we had different interests uh after high school different friend groups blah 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 so it just kind of slowly slowly fell apart and a few years went by maybe like three to four years and I was at the gym what two weeks ago and I was at the gym with my brother and then uh we see each other. He he's at the gym working out and he looked totally different. Um I've I've gained a lot of weight and he lost a lot of weight. So he was like the skinniest I've ever seen him and I'm probably the biggest he's ever seen me. But so I couldn't tell if it was him or not. And I called out his name and then uh I realized it was him. We started talking and ever since then we've worked out a handful of times together, just got some tacos together. And it's just an interesting uh it's an interesting thing because like I said, we grew up together. Spent like almost every day together. We lived like right down the street from each other. We played football together. Uh we had pretty much all the same friends in school. Uh yeah, and us playing football together really connected us cuz we also played the same position. Well, we played defensive line. I played defensive tackle mostly and he played defensive end. So, it was like we couldn't uh you couldn't break us apart bro we were known as the jokesters we were always making people laugh we were always not really causing trouble but people knew what we were about when we came in a room like you're gonna laugh probably we're gonna make everybody laugh we're the we were the we were the duo bro and then yeah life just life just took its toll um he got into some things that i wasn't interested in and i'm i you know i had a girlfriend and i was doing some things that he wasn't interested in so we just went our separate ways and i don't know what this is trying to tell me like just randomly seeing him at a gym and uh the gym like that i see him at it just makes no sense because it's my old college's gym uh where i went to school at he doesn't go to school there but he uses the gym so it's just weird that that even happened but i wanted to talk about how interesting the uh the journey it is to like reconnect with an old friend because so many years have went past and so many things have happened in each of our lives that you know it's just a lot of catching up to do and you're trying to find you know an even ground where you guys can meet on because 
you know, we got different friends nowadays, families, family dynamics are each of our respective families have changed in whatever ways. And it's just, uh, it's just weird because I can tell that there's just something there that isn't, you know, connecting us, connecting us how it used to, like, you know, like football, friend groups, going to school together, all that stuff connected us. It was easy. We lived down the street from each other. It was easy. But now it's like, bro, we all, we both have so many stories to tell that we, we basically don't even know each other anymore. And that's the sad part about growing up is you're just like forced to, you're finally forced to deal with all the the problems that life brings to you. Because when you're younger in school and stuff, you, depending on your family situation, you pretty much don't have to deal with a lot of things. You don't even have to, you know, you're ignorant to a lot of things. But now that we're the adults, it's kind of crazy. Life is just, you know, life is happening and now we got to deal with it. We can't distract ourselves with school and uh, sports and whatnot. So, yeah, trying to find an even meeting ground to, like, connect on. And it's just interesting because, you know, we find ourselves talking about a lot of stories that happened back in the day. The shit, you know, a lot of it, it's still funny to this day. But I don't know where the friendship is going to go because I don't know, you know, what is going to be the glue. You know, he's working whatever job has whatever friends same with me and it's like what is going to keep us together what what's going to stop us from falling apart again hello listeners the audio messed up for a couple minutes so things are going to sound weird please don't worry it will fix itself shortly i uh i i put myself in i put myself under a lot of pressure too many times like i don't need to know when and what all the time I could just I need I need to learn how to just live and just say fuck it just let it happen you know whatever happens happens I can't control everything and but I I often forget that especially in times like this because I want to know like is this gonna last is this real I don't know I'm always battling my own thoughts I'm always having thoughts that are battling battling each other. It's just a it's just a war zone in my head. But yeah, reconnecting with old friends is weird. Especially when you spent so much time together. You know, we know each other's families. This is a dude, by the way. I don't know, it may sound like a girl, but this is a dude. We know each other's families. Um well no, I said we play football together, so obviously it's a guy. What am I talking about? So many laughs shared I mean just the time like you can't replace the time you can't you can't argue the time bro I'm talking like every single day pretty much from the time we got to school till you know whatever time at night because we'd go to school together have football practice go to each other's houses it was crazy summers were even worse or better I guess because you know there was no school so it's just all day we're doing whatever we want but yeah it's interesting uh, very interesting. And I wanted to segue into this topic. It's very difficult to make friends the older that you get. Because people have lived a life that 
you have no idea about. And that is why they are who they are today. So when you meet that person, at least for me, I'll speak for myself. It is so difficult to connect with people, you know, in your late 20s, the older you get, because you have to unpack and slowly peel back the layers of the onion to even understand this person. You meet a person like me, I make a lot of jokes. I'm always laughing. I'm always trying to make people laugh. And I always try to find ways to make people laugh because it's, you know, just something that I naturally do. But when I meet somebody new, it's always difficult because you don't understand their humor. You don't understand, you know, you can't make certain references because you don't know if they'll understand it. So you just never know who somebody is. And that's why it's so difficult to make friends when you get older. Um, And then, you know, they are most likely they already have a friend group. So it's like, how do you even fit into that? Because say you get a job somewhere, I don't know, just any random job, you know, you're talking to people at work, you you make friends with somebody at work, but then it's like, how do you fit into their life? You don't know any other family. You don't know any other friends. It's like, how are you going to be able to get time from them? Because, you know, all their time is going to the people that are, have been in their lives or who are in their lives right now. And sometimes it sucks. It definitely used to suck a lot more, especially in my early 20s when I kind of, I didn't like my friend group after high school. I realized that none of these people are my friends. So I I pretty much distanced myself from a lot of people that I went to school with. So in my, you know, right before my 20s and my early 20s, it was kind of eating away at me. I was just like, bro, I don't have any friends. Like, I don't know how to make friends because, you know, like the reasons I said, the older you get, it's harder to make friends. I don't have any friends. um, And I used to just like beat myself up about it because, you know, I wanted stuff to do. I wanted to do stuff. I wanted to have fun, blah, blah, blah. But the older I get, I realize having less friends, this may not be news to any, you know, other people, but I realize having less friends is so much more comfortable. It's so much more manageable. It's peaceful that's the that's the perfect word word it's so much more peaceful to have less friends and to not have to worry about other people and other people's problems and not have to balance so many personalities and emotions and i don't know some other people they thrive on having a ton of friends and doing a ton of stuff kudos to them i can't do it i've never been able to do it i'm an introvert i spend most of my time with myself and that's not because you know I don't know how to socialize or you know I hate people or anything like that that's strictly because I just really enjoy being alone for the reasons I said you don't have to worry about anything bro you could just you could literally do whatever you want you could just chill chilling is so comforting just chilling and not worrying about people bro People bring so many problems to your life. It's like, you know, you hang out with somebody for a few hours. And, I don't know, they start talking about some problem they're having at work or with their family or their other friends. And it's just like, you wouldn't have to deal with this if if I was just at home watching TV or fucking on my computer or something. I don't know. There's a lot of people who are very strong, uh, have strong opinions about 
you know, being social and you need to interact and you need to have friends, blah, blah, blah. But I think you just got to, it just depends on the person. You got to take it case by case. I just operate so much better, so much, so much, so, damn. What is the phrase? So much more smoother? Is that right? Am I saying that right? I operate so much smoother. There we go. So much smoother. Not worrying about others. And that includes family too. I definitely feel like we were taught the wrong things about, you know, having to love your family and having to, you know, put things in the past and, you know, uh, turn a side eye to problems in the family or with family members. We're taught when we're kids to like, you know, say, I don't know, you get in an argument with your mom or your dad or something and you tell somebody else, like say you tell your friend's parents, they'll be like, well, that's your mom. You got to love her or she's, she's just doing what's best for you. That's bullshit. I think, um, especially the older you get, you got to realize you just got to cut out toxic relationships out of your life because it's just going to drain you. I spent far too long trying to manage a toxic relationship with my dad and I just had to come to the realization that he is who he is. Of course he can change. Anybody can change. But my entire life he has never put in even a glimpse of effort of changing. It's always been about him. He's a complete narcissist. Um, everybody knows it in our family too. Some people, they still decide to, you know, stick around and they still decide to, Oh, it's, it's your dad. It's our dad. It's, he's in the family. I'm over that cycle because there is times where things become okay. I guess, you know, things seem fine. It seems like it's a family, but it always reverts back to who he is because you cannot run from who you are. You can hide it. For however long, but over time it just seeps out of you because it's who you are. You cannot hide. You can't hide from yourself. Um, and I just got really, really tired of that cycle. Like I said, um, it's so it's so unhealthy. It's so bad for you. It's it's draining as fuck. And it's really the it really has ruined me as a person because you know he is my father. And I get a lot of things from him um, naturally, you know, genetically, whatever. And also just from, you know, however many years I was ignorant to who he was. I absorb all of that. And, you know, that's the that's the you know, that the prominent male figure in my life. So I essentially become that. And I feel like for the past man, like six years, maybe five to six years, all I've been doing is trying to fight that and trying to rid myself of those behaviors and of that way of thinking, because I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be a person who, I don't want to be, I'll say this. I don't want to be a father and have my kid, you know, wandering out here, wondering if his father loves him or not. Because every selfish behavior and every selfish act, all those narcissistic behaviors say otherwise. 
it's very hard to show love when all you do is care about yourself. And I don't want to be that. I've, I've been scared my entire life of having kids because I don't feel like I've ridded myself of my father enough. He has stained me forever because he's my father. Like, like I said, genetically or whatever, you know, most of me is because of him and my mom. They're my parents, you know, they're the people that raised me. So, and you know, what's crazy is that's a fact. Like, you know, you, your parents, they're the, for the most part, they're the most prominent adults in your life. You become your parents pretty much. But, and I've tried to tell my dad this, like, I'm not, I don't like basically not in these words, but basically like. I don't like who you are and I don't like how you treat me, how you make me feel. I've said all these things and all he says is shit like, well, you're an adult and I can't make you feel any certain way. And, um, you know, whatever position you are in in life, like you made the decisions to get to that point. It's all just like, it's all like, uh, just avoiding accountability. That's all he's ever done. Uh, He causes the problems and somehow convinces other people that he's never part of the problem. That's that's what the constant cycle is. It's just a constant battle of, oh, where'd this problem come from? Oh, it was this, this, this. And he just like tries to. (sighs) That's the thing, too. If anybody's ever dealt with a narcissist, it's hard to even talk about it and how they are, who they are, because it's like not even a real thing. Like people, I've always had friends and even my mom's side of the family, like my siblings and stuff, they all say, oh, your dad's cool. Your dad's this, blah, blah, blah. That's because they don't understand. A narcissist knows when to turn it on and when to turn it off. They don't understand that there's just like, a bunch of mental games, I guess, that the narcissist plays with you. It's just like, uh, and they can't even help it. Like their entire purpose is to, um, satisfy themselves. What can they get out of every situation? And they do that, or he did this by any means possible, whether it's through manipulation or just, you know, hiding information from you or, straight up lying to you it didn't matter bro it's just it's i can't even put it into words the amount of the amount of nonsense i don't even bro i don't even have words for it it's just crazy but um yeah dealing with a narcissist is not fun they are the devil they are the devil like ugh. but um Almost, it's almost been a year since I've even spoke to him, and you know what's crazy is, I you'd probably think that I would say that my life has been better, but it's actually been the exact same. And don't let that go over your head. Think about that for a second. I haven't talked to my father in 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 a year almost. I haven't seen him in over or almost a year, but my life has been the exact same. Does that make sense? It's like he was never there, like emotionally. You couldn't rely on him for any type of support financially, emotionally, 
nothing like that because you know he's too busy self-serving himself so when i finally decided to just cut it off nothing has changed because he was never there for me in the first place and that's a that's a that's a crazy uh revelation i could say to realize that you think the person that um has so much control over your mind or whatever or your life controls your emotions you cut them off and it doesn't even change because it like i said earlier it, it the things that were going on were not real it's all it's all a game with a narcissist everything is a game all they want to do is get as much as they can for themselves and it's not even tangible things maybe it's just energy they just want everything for themselves they want they want all of it those who have dealt with narcissists know exactly what i mean and those who have not dealt with a narcissist, I'm happy for you. Because it definitely has ruined my life. And I'm I'm still trying to pick up the pieces and trying to work my way through it. But it it's not fun. I don't know why I just thought of this, but Emma Chamberlain is the fucking goat. If you are familiar with Emma Chamberlain, if, if you're familiar with like her uprising and her uh, her path to um, becoming a YouTuber and now she's damn near a celebrity, it's just it's very admirable to watch. Someone who was able to make it in a way that she could stay herself and she didn't have to pretty much. I mean, you guys know the phrase sell your soul. I mean, you're not, it's it's not always as extreme as it seems. Selling your soul to me at least can be something like, you know, you're a good person. You don't really mess with people. You don't want to burden people, whatever, but you'll go out in public, record yourself fucking with people like pranking people or just pissing people off for the sake of views something as simple as that can be selling your soul because that's not who you are but you're doing it for some out some you know some gain of some sort whether it be views or money or whatever but she was able to just remain herself literally just record whatever she was doing and you know like her her content nowadays it's a lot different than when it was but even now she hardly even talks in her new videos. She's just showing what she's doing, which is crazy if you if you think about it. She's getting millions of views on these videos and she's just showing what she's doing. Yeah, she's in like these cool countries and cities and whatever. But that just shows like her fan base and you know what she's built. Everybody just watches her content for her. And it's very admirable because you don't get you can't name any YouTubers like that. Usually YouTubers do what they got to do to get views. They do what they got to do to get attention. They just play the game because, you know, YouTube at the end of the day, it's about entertainment. You know, YouTube, the company, all they want to promote is entertainment. They want people to watch. They don't care about, you know, they don't necessarily care about who is making it. 
they just if you if you if you can bring in views they don't really care you know how you're doing it it just they benefit uh, highly from it so most of the time youtubers just do what they got to do to get the views and you know they just ride off into the sunset but somehow Ember, emma chamberlain kind of broke the code a little bit and she just she's she reminds me of um you know, a lot of kids can probably relate to this. When you're a kid and, you know, you find your fucking family's camera or something like that, your family's recorder back in the day, you, you know, the camera recorders, and you're just making dumb skits or dumb vlog type videos, whatever, and you just laugh with your siblings or laugh with your friends about the videos, or you grow up and watch them with your family later and you laugh. That's kind of what her content at least used to be. It was just like a girl, a kid picking up a camera, recording whatever acting a certain silly goofy way and just the only difference is she put it on youtube and people loved it because it was just so genuine like it's just she's not really hiding she's not hiding you know who she is she's never or she never was like she's kind of into fashion and makeup and stuff now but you know she had acne she was she's definitely never been the prettiest she's never been the thickest whatever but she didn't at least on camera it seemed like she never cared i'm sure you know she has her own insecurities and whatnot but on camera it just it's like you're watching just a person just be them and that's really refreshing you know it's not all about the fucking uh eye popping thumbnails and you know you know something crazy has got to happen in the video sometimes people just want to watch you for you and she perfected that she has definitely perfected that art um not many people can say that on youtube youtube is a very it garners or it, it cultivates a lot of fakeness because like i said earlier at the end of the day all that matters is the views to youtube so people are just going to exploit that system but I, I definitely uh, applaud Emma Chamberlain for doing it in her own way. And, you know, becoming a star. She, like I said, she's pretty much a celebrity at this point. She's, like, way beyond YouTube. And the way she did it, was it seemed so effortless. Just making vlogs, making funny videos, cooking videos, coffee videos, whatever, and then just turns into a celebrity. It's kind of crazy. I just wanted to take a moment. I think about this all the time because what I want to do on YouTube and what I want to do with this podcast and whatever else I'm doing is I just want to remain myself. If you look on my YouTube, you know, my banner says be you. I'm, I'll, I, I only want to do me. Like I don't want to try to do things outside of myself to please other please others so i'm really uh, i'm a really heavy believer in just doing you just being you and never never going outside of yourself to please someone so when i think and look at somebody like emma chamberlain it's just like wow that's what you know that's what it can turn into just And it's probably got to be a good feeling, too, because, you know, I know there's probably a lot of YouTubers who are like beating themselves up like, oh, man, I got to think of a new prank or I got to think of something. You know, I got to up myself from yesterday's video. Um, And that's got to be tiring because 
you know, you're doing things that are grandiose outside of you, but you got to constantly top that. You got to constantly top your best or your yesterday's video. But when you just be yourself and you're consistent with it, that's all you ever have to do. And it's got to be a good feeling going to bed at night, not stressing over, you know, what type of video, blah, blah, blah. You can just pick up the camera and just record yourself doing whatever. Fucking, I can't tell you how many videos I've seen from Emma Chamberlain just like making a cup of coffee or something and talking to the camera or making some kind of dish. And she doesn't know how to cook, but she's not afraid to show you that she doesn't know how to cook. It's just so, it's refreshing, bro. And I think she she's the goat of youtube there's also one other person that i think is the goat i think it's between them two i think it for me at least from in my opinion it's it's these two people i'll talk about the other person some other time i think that's a a good segment for a, a separate podcast and also my clothes are done in the washer if you heard me in the beginning of this podcast i am uh at the laundromat right now my clothes are in the washer so i'm about to end this podcast put my clothes in the dryer and yeah go about my day so thank you guys for listening this was tupa seven i'm pretty sure tupa seven it seemed like i died and went to heaven with my brethren from another metheran i remember when i was seven and I wanted to go to a 7-Eleven and get some beverage. But my mom was like, no, we can't go. I'd rather take you to the stove where we can get mo, Because at the gas station, it's expensive. And I don't want to be po no mo. So let's go, bro. Um, For show. So we went to Walmart. Got a small cart. All I wanted was a 12-pack of Sprite with a hallmark card so i can write to my grandma because she was uh fucking losing her marbles in the car wash with a feather lint roller and a marlboro cigarette with the damn tobacco at the bottom of the barcode Wow, that was the worst freestyle ever.